This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuning in to the new TNN. Everyone, the concrete man is back with the words of wisdom. You better not beware of wolves here, but you better beware of some dogs here on the new TNN podcast feed with concrete fans in your house. Beware of dogs, retrospective. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the new TNN podcast feed. My name is Johnny C, and returning from God knows where, it is Concrete Man back on the journey of documenting all the insane, asinine, redonkulous ways that Vincent Kennedy McMahon can say, IN YOUR HOUSE, during an in-your-house pay-per-view, without using it in the proper context. So, much like Mr. McMahon himself, we took a little break from Concrete Man, but now we're back in the saddle again as I promised we would back when I did the new TNN State of the Union. And in that particular show, I think I'd mentioned that one of the reasons I was sitting on the fence about In Your House, Beware of Dog, is because I didn't know how much I wanted to cover. And you know, as I started watching the show, it all came back to me like, I hate this show, okay? I hate this show a lot. And I'm going to explain why. I feel like... I've seen this show a trillion times, and it's because of the way that they set it up, even when they did the replay. So let's just put a pause on that. It'll come up organically here in just a second. So I introduced myself. I told you what show we're talking about. I told you about the concept of the show. I guess we can go ahead and get right into it. So In Your House, Beware of Dog took place on May 26, 1996. It also took place on May 28th, 1996, uh, because of shenanigans. So, the original pay-per-view broadcast was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, It was a good time to be a kidster, you know? You got a three-day weekend. Most kidsters were probably out of school. However, I went to a weird school that started school in September, and we got out of school like the first week of June. So, I had to go back to school. And of course... Like many folks out there, I was crushed when lightning, when lightning crashes, Vince McMahon crashed. When's the show coming back again? Rolling thunder like beware of dog is chasing the wind. Sean Michaels, you're fighting every boy again. I can feel it. Yeah. But a 
eventually, a, a superstructure storm, not a superstructure steel cage, some sort of storm would knock out satellite feed from in your house, beware of dog, in uh, fucking South Carolina there. And on Tuesday, during a Superstars taping, we would get live the three matches that we missed, because in the arena, they lost power, you know? No generators, no nothing like that. They just baboomski. And nothing on a pay-per-view basis could be broadcast. And so only two matches were broadcast live that fateful Sunday evening. Now, no problem. Your local cable company would allow you to watch In Your House Beware of Dog Part 2 without having to pay any additional fees. And here's why I hate this show. So I had this fucker, you know, like a lot of people, or most people watching a wrestling pay-per-view, I'm taping it as I'm watching it. So the tape that I had started with the first match. of Well, it had the free-for-all. Then it had In Your House, Beware of Dog, the first match. Then the tape stopped, because I stopped recording the nonsense. And then it started back up when the show itself started. Then, after the show ended, I started taping In Your House, Beware of Dog 2 on Tuesday. Which started with the same two fucking matches. So you get Triple H Barrow, HBK Bulldog, then Triple H Barrow, then Bulldog uh, Michaels, and then In Your House Beware of Dog 2. And on this show, ladies and gentlemen, I am sad to report, we will only be covering In Your House Beware of Dog 1, because Vince McMahon is not on commentary for In Your House Beware of Dog 2. It's Jim Ross and a Mr. Perfect and I don't think anybody's yelling in your house the way a Vince McMahon does. Unless, of course, he forced them to, which uh, I guess I am curious about. But I, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. I'm sorry. Hate me. You can hate me now. I don't care right now. That's fine. But I will say this. The Tuesday of In Your House Beware of Dog 2, I remember, not only was it back to school day because we were still in session, but I had some sort of like band concert because I was in the fucking band at the time. And I remember rushing home from the band concert being like, come on, mom, put that pedal to the metal. Yeah, you can stop at Hardee's. In fact, you better stop at Hardee's and give me some food. But I want to watch In Your House Beware of Dog 2. And of course, I had to watch the two matches I'd already seen before I could watch In Your House Beware of Dog, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I am also excited because this is a, a truly unique moment in Vince McMahon history. I'm excited to track Vince McMahon's mental health before the fucking Kaboomski and after the Kaboomski to see how he feels. But, you know, it is what it is. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's pour some concrete and build a house. All right. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Now, this video is short but sweet. It's our opening video package, and it's got the dun 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 music. He, that's the wrong voice. And it's basically Vince McMahon playing the defense attorney. And it's the woman accusatory of a Shawn Michaels playing the prosecution. And it does not age well at all. He is the leader of the new WWF generation. Shawn Michaels is a homewrecker. He is the World Wrestling Federation champion. Shawn Michaels ruined my life. Some text flashes. Accusation. I'm going to address this subject. I did not do that. Shawn Michaels, you need to face your accuser and look into the eyes of the woman you tried to sully. 
On-screen text, confrontation. Sean, I know that you want me. Do not flutter yourself. Slap, says Diana to a Shawn Michaels. And then Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog throw some fists. And the British Bulldog makes his presence known. That's what you get when you mess with the British Bulldog. Plain and simple, this is character assassination. And I'm getting damn tired of it. And that ends our video. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have been tracking the criminality of the In Your House logo. This bastard is always up to no good breaking into your house, throwing snowballs at your house, smashing pumpkins in your house, and doing all sorts of other things in your house. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do not approve of cruel and unusual punishment. Okay? However, that being said, I'm also not a fan of trespassing. In our opening video, someone, I think it's supposed to be us, appears to be trespassing because we're in some sort of a backyard scenario, and there is a fence, a chain-length fence, a hell-in-a-cell-type fence, with a single solitary sign that reads, Be aware of canines. Or beware of dog. There is a doghouse, and here's what I'm talking about with the cruel and unusual punishment. The In Your House logo should have to do some time for his crimes, or at least pay a fine. He should not be tied up and chained like an animal, like a dog. But sure enough, the In Your House logo does have a leash around his neck, a chain, a choker, if you will, with some spikes on it. And the In Your House logo bursts forward from the doghouse, and he's barking at us. The In Your House logo has devolved. His humanity's been stripped away. He's just a dog. He's a dog, damn it! Ah, oh, you know what? We can use that. What if, what if there's a wrestler and he's, we put him in some chains? And you know what? He's his whole life he's been in the basement. His parents treated him like a dog. He's a dog man. Yeah, let's call him Man Dog. But then your house logo barks at us uh, because he believes he's a dog. The sign did tell us to beware, but it's too late. The dog lunges forward and attacks. The screen shows us the beautiful arena in South Carolina. Welcome to the great state of South Carolina. Welcome, everyone, to the Florence Civic Center. Yes, welcome to In Your House. Beware of dog. So, okay. He said In Your House, but he used it in the proper context. That's the name of the show. Good job, Concrete Man. The Concrete Man, Vince McMahon, and the King Jerry Lawler on commentary. Before we get started, they thank those out there that made the supreme sacrifice so that we may have the privilege and freedom to come in your house tonight. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But if you come in my house, you better clean it up because I do own a blacklight. Uh, the king's all like, yeah, we're in your house. Actually, he doesn't say that. But, you know, Vince is all pontificating about the, 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 the freedomness and all that jazz. The king, though, makes a Mission Impossible reference. Shawn Michaels, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to fucking survive the British Bulldog. Uh -huh. Now, for those of you wondering why, it's because Mission Impossible came out Memorial Day weekend 1996. So it's fresh on his mind. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. 
And you guys remember when the WWE's second favorite band, Limp Bizkit, made the song for Mission Impossible 2, Take a Look Around, and it was like... Now I know why you want to hate me, because hey, it's all the world as if I say lately. Hey, wait a minute. Here comes Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And sure enough, he's got a lady on his arms, but it is not Sable. Yes, Sable accompanied Hunter Hearst Helmsley only one time at WrestleMania, and whoa, did he blow that one. Let's take a look and see what Triple H did, or what Hunter Hearst Helmsley did to one man Mark Barrow on Superstars. Sure enough, we flash back to Superstars just earlier this morning. But on our screen, we see Bob Backlund with the cross-faced chicken wing on Mark Merrow. Vince corrects himself. Oh, wait, well, right now we have that's Bob Backlund. Yes, with the cross-faced chicken wing locked in on Mark Merrow. Afterwards, Triple H pedigreed Mark Merrow, and Vince says, Oh, what an opportunist. Uh, I, I just love him calling Hunter Hearst Helmsley an opportunist. It's just one of those Vince words. He just fucking loves it. Now, let's head to the back to talk to Wildman Mark Miro. Nice emphasis on the me there for Miro. Calls him Wildman Mark Miro. Uh, it is Doc Hendricks in the back with the Wildman. I'm wondering if Mark Miro has any sort of wild puns for us. Well, let's find out. Doc Hendricks asks Mark Miro, uh, Wildman Mark Miro, you failed the pedigree three times. What's to keep you from getting pedigree for a fourth time here tonight in your house? Doc! Today's the dawning of a new day. Yes, it is. A new day in the life of Wildman Mark Merrow. Tonight, it's time to answer the call of the wild. Hunter! Welcome to the jungle. So, not only did he not answer Doc Hendricks' question at all... He did give us a ridiculous statement that means nothing, but he did talk about being wild and the jungle, so it fits just about perfectly. As they head to the ring, Sable is objectified by Doc Hendricks. He catcalls her and then says, Whoo! Boy, she looks good. Vince takes over control. All right, take it easy there, Doc. Wild man Mark Merrow. Along with Sable, here comes the wild man! Huh! Wild man Mark Merrow talking about the jungle? Well, check out Sable, McMahon! You know they filmed that movie? Gorillas in the Mist in her shower. I beg your pardon. Wait a minute. Wild Man Mark Merrow. Here we go. Yes. Yes, the match does begin with a pre-bell assault by the Wild Man Mark Merrow, followed by Wild Man Mark Merrow and Hunter Hearst Helmsley chasing each other around the ring like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Of course, Hunter slides into the ring and gets control when Merrow slides in and Hunter Hearst Helmsley gets some kicks in. The bell rings. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, unquestionably an opportunist. Well, there it is again, twice already. A slugfest won by Mark Merrow that sends the H's to the outside. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, dazed and confused. The wild man Mark Merrow measures, and here we go. Wait a minute. Look out, the wild man will take it to you. Yes! Wild man Mark Merrow, shades of Riffinex, does do a plancha over the top rope. And Vince continues, inside the ring, outside the ring, one man, Mark Morrow, has something to prove against Hunter Hearst Helmsley here tonight in your house. Beware of dog. Wait, what? Oh, 
my God, pause. Just pause. I will freely admit, ladies and gentlemen, the entire point of Concrete Man is to track things of this nature. Up until this moment, we basically had two meanings for in your house, all right? Sometimes, yes, and we've already seen it today, it, it makes sense. Like, welcome to in your house. Join us next month for in your house. Th that makes total sense, man. It's the title of the show. For example, today, February 1st, 2023, if the release schedule holds up, I could say to you, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is available on Disney+. Plus. All right? That's a complete sentence that makes a real statement. However, if I were to be like, Umbaku, getting things underway here, Black Panther, Wakanda forever! You might understand what I'm saying, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. All right? Like when he's like, Shawn Michaels leaping into your house! The electricity is pulsating in your house! Like, I get that's an improper use, but I at least get it, okay? It kind of works both ways, and that's why Vince uses it. I've given him the benefit of the doubt. However, what the fuck does this last sentence mean? He has something to prove in your house! If he just said that, I would at least get it. He Concrete Man would get dinged for it, but it's like, yeah, he has something to prove tonight at In Your House, even though that's not what Vince said. He has something to prove in your house! Sort of like, he's got something to prove to you as you watch from the comfort of your home and gauge the wild man Mark Merrow's success rate in your house. But what does, he has something to prove tonight in your house, beware of dog, even fucking mean? He never said, he has something to prove tonight, Shawn Michaels, in your house, good friends, better enemies. So, now Vince McMahon has just started yelling, in your house, and the subtitle, with no proper context. I fucking love you, Vince. Thank you so much for giving us this gift. Let's see if he does it anymore in the future, but I want this moment in time written down. Even if the fucker never does it again. He did it at least this once. And he deserves to be shamed for it for the rest of his days, as a cowboy might say. The wild man rolls the H's back inside, measures him, and hits his patented buckshot leg drop. One! Two! No. The wild man then looks at his own fist and winds it up comically. But Triple H has himself a bit of a rule-breaking idea. Uh-oh! Thumb to the eye, or at least the facial area, of Wildman Mark Murrow. Now, the facial area can be a very wide area of the body, Vince. After all, sometimes that thing has a mind of its own, and it gets everywhere. But nonetheless, I can confirm in this instance that the facial area was indeed a thumb to the eye. Marrow reverses an Irish whip, and Triple H starts to cosplay as Ric Flair and does the flip into the buckle. Then Marrow finally hits his big left hand. One, two, no. What sort of offense will Wildman Mark Marrow come up with as this match progresses? There's silence. King, you're the analyst. Analyze. Well, the only person I see that's got anything to prove is Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Okay, what? 
Wildman Mark Marrow dives forward with a shoulder, but hits the ring post as Triple H scurries away. So it appears that the left shoulder is in peril. Remember that one, folks. This left shoulder's in peril for quite some time. A big target has been painted on the body of the Wild One. In fact, Triple H rams Marrow into the opposite post, and Sable is concerned. King then makes a statement. You know, Hunter is a man of wealth. He makes a lot of trips to the bank. And every time he went to the bank with Sable, they turned the surveillance cameras off. You have no authority to say that. That is ridiculous. Okay, just pause. First of all, I think King meant to say they turned the surveillance cameras on because she's a potential thief. But then... Maybe they turn the surveillance cameras off because she's so ugly. I don't know. It's too confu- Well, it's not confusing, but it's it's too on the edge of either one to be taken in a humorous manner either way. But more importantly, I love Vince's retort. You have no authority to say that. That's ridiculous. As if he's appalled the king has the authority to determine whether or not surveillance cameras have been turned off at a financial institution that's backed by the FDIC. Triple H continues to work the arm. Vince calls Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Hunter Hearst Himsley on accident? Uh, South Carolina tries to rally Mark Marrow, as some fa- but some fans are still filing in due to what Vince calls storms all over the area. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it happens. The acknowledgement. And by the way, with that in mind, if for any reason, ladies and gentlemen... We leave you. It won't be for long. Stay with us. He actually says stay with us. We could likely have some technical difficulties due to the storm on the outside here in South Carolina. Okay, multiple things to this one right here. Number one, I wish he would have said storming on the outside here in your house. Because remember, he said, stay with us. We could likely have some technical difficulties due to the storming on the outside here in South Carolina. Uh, technical difficulties due to the storming on the outside here in your house would have been a little bit better. Number two, he also sounds very defeated during this entire opening segment, this entire match. Like, Vince is a little low-key, uh, low energy. I'm wondering if it's because he has to admit that he has no power over this situation, and the gods above will force Vince McMahon to bow down to him on this day because they control the weather and not he. And number three, does the fact that Vince McMahon brought up that they were going to potentially lose power and have technical difficulties mean that this is a work? Yes, history being made in the World Wrestling Federation due to inclement weather conditions and satellite difficulties. Only half of a pay-per-view brought to you in your house. History being made, yes. Eh, probably not. There is a storm back inside the ring, though. Come on, ref, get in there. Triple H has Mark Marrow in the corner and is using some clenched fists. Come on, referee. Harley Race knee by the Wildman Mark Marrow. Ah, oh, just kidding. Just seeing if you were paying attention there. Of course, it was Triple H using the knee. One, two, no. More shoulder work now by the opportunist, a Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Sable is yelling at ringside. She sounds like the woman from Space Mutiny. You guys ever seen Space Mutiny? That's a sampling of what the lady sounds like in Space Mutiny. The king doesn't understand what Vince McMahon sees in Sable. He demands the camera gets a shot of himself. 
sitting with Triple H's valet for the evening. Hey, it's that young valet, as Samuel Jackson might say. There's a near fall, though, as uh, King's trying to introduce her, so Vince talks all over him. King then says, Sable is so ugly, Ted Danson wouldn't date her. King, there's something going on in the ring. It's called a match. Oh, no! No, Vince isn't concerned that the match that he's forced to watch is Mark Merrow and Triple H. He's concerned because Triple H rams the arm into the post again. Triple H indicates that this next ramming of the shoulder-slash-arm is for Sable, and he does it again. Back in the ring now, and Triple H continues to work the arm-shoulder. King, with another uh, dynamite addition to his back catalog, Hey, I just figured out why Mark Merrow takes Sable with him everywhere he goes. That way, he doesn't have to kiss her goodbye. Ha-ha! Wildman Mark Merrow sent into the buckle again, and as he makes impact, Merrow unleashes a primal yell that would make Lex Luger jealous. Now there's some more arm work here, okay? This lot of lot of fucking this match, man. I got a little bored taking notes, so I decided why don't I take a unique note and relay to you, my loyal listeners, some information that only the Concrete Man audience could potentially find amusing or entertaining. Vince McMahon utters a run-on sentence. This sentence consists of, by my count, 46 words. In this run-on sentence, consisting of 46 words, he says, Wildman Mark Merrow, four times. Meaning, that if we take the four instances of Wildman, Mark Merrow, and add them up, we get 12 words. So 12 out of the 46 words, or are of these words are Wildman, Mark Merrow. So using some more intense uh, mathematic calculations, 26% of the words in his run-on sentence are indeed Wildman, Mark Merrow. More submissions applied by Triple H. King claims that the Wildman Mark Merrow looks tame as a kitten right about now, but can the Wildman reach the ropes? More yelling by Mark Merrow. Ow! Ow! As Mark Merrow reaches for the ropes, Triple H pulls him away, and the Wildman is being dissected here live on a pay-per-view basis. Vince is concerned that the Wildman may get a blemish on that perfect record of his here in South Carolina if this holds up. At this moment, though, as Vince is pontificating, Mark Merrow finally reaches the ropes. However, Vince is already talking about other things, and he has to rush to make the call. So it sounds like this. Well, Mark Merrow reaches the ropes, he got it! See, and he has to fucking force all the words together like that because he forces himself to say, Wildman Mark Merrow. If he just was like, Merrow reaches the ropes, he's got it! I mean, you can space out your words a little bit more, but when you're forced to say, Wildman Mark Merrow reaches for the ropes, I got it! And you only have a one-second window, it's just not going to work, folks. Nevertheless, the hold is broken. The match is still boring as all get out, and it must continue due to the rules of sports entertainment. Triple H drops the knee directly onto the injured arm slash shoulder of the Wildman Mark Merrow. A one-armed man, Wildman Mark Merrow, clawing away now. The wild man is up, but Triple H yanks him back down via the injured arm. And I'm 
feeling pretty comfortable to go on record that this might be one of the most boring matches I've watched for Concrete Man. Hey, look at that, McMahon! Look at Sable! When the light hits her just right, she looks like Mr. Ed! King, I think there's something wrong with your television set. Uh, no, Vince. That, that will be in a few minutes, and it won't be just the King's television set. It will be all of ours. Uh, I, you know, uh, again, I took another note here that Vince sounds meek and wimpy in this match, and I do wonder if he is nervous. That's, that's a shoot. Merrill reverses a suplex, and he hits the Stone Cold Steve Austin lip-busting leg-flipping pin. One, two, no. Both men back up to a vertical base. Oh, but Triple H cuts off one-man Mark Merrill with a clothesline from Greenwich. One, two, no. Hey, somebody called Richard Kimball. Now we know the identity of the one-armed man. So the king likes Mission Impossible and The Fugitive. All right, noted. Noted. We'll add those to King's cinematic lexicon. Triple H continues to work at the arm and shoulder. Vince says that Marrow is taking a drumming here. That's, that's one of the favorites of mine that I've learned. I didn't. I never really knew taking a drumming, but he says it quite a bit here in the In Your House Concrete Man journey. So I'm adding it to my list. Triple H goes up top and drives a fist into the shoulder. More submissions. And Triple H uses the ropes to cheat. Come on, ref, get in there! The rope is shaking. Certainly it is not shaking for no reason at all. Hey, can't you see Vince McMahon with his glasses on, with his eyes looking over them saying that last line? Come on, ref, get in there! The rope is shaking! Certainly it's not shaking for no reason. More leverage applied by Triple H. The ref almost catches him this time, but guess what? He doesn't, and it continues. King mentions that when Sable knew she was going to be on television today, she spent 12 hours at the beauty shop. And that was just to get a quote. hey Triple H hits what Vince calls almost a hammerlock slam. Triple H then goes up top, but Wildman Mark Murrow rams into the ropes. Triple H falls onto the buckle, and we've got some dick trauma for the H's twa. Marrow goes up and hits a right hand. He then sets up for a super herd kid Rana. And all right, he actually does it. There's only light applause by applause, applause he said. There's only light applause by the crowd. Uh, I think we've lost him, folks. The arm is still hurting, though, and Marrow can't make the cover. Both men up to a vertical base. Triple H goes for a tilt-to-whirl slam, but Marrow counters with a head scissors. He appears to be wild manning up as he's getting the big eyes, and he's doing like, ah, wild man Mark Marrow. Little gut kick by Mark Marrow, then a million-dollar knee lift by Mark Marrow, Irish whip by Mark Marrow, big back body drop by wild man Mark Marrow. Now the wild one seems to really be feeling strong as he heads up top. He hits a diving sunset flip and pin. One, two, he got him! No, 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 he didn't. Marrow then drop kicks Triple H to the outside. Marrow measures his man, breaks into a dead sprint, shades of Red Phoenix! Wildman Mark Marrow hits a diving flip assault. However, the H's move out of the way. Mark Marrow lands on his left knee and he jams it. So now he's got one leg and one arm. Terrific. What a nerd this Wildman Mark Marrow is. I, I fucking hate the Wildman Mark Marrow character. I, I'm a, I feel comfortable making that conclusion here at Beware of Dog. Triple H gets Marrow back inside. He then looks at Sable with a sconce, according to Vince. A pedigree is coming up. 
Triple H yells at Sable to watch him deliver the pedigree. Sable turns away, so Triple H stops the move and goes outside to get her attention. He gets a slap for his troubles, but he blocks it. He says, Watch this, Sable. I'm going to pedigree Wildman Mark Murrow back inside the ring. He goes back inside the ring, sets up for the pedigree, but no! Mark Murrow counters. Mark Murrow holds the legs of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Hey, wait a minute! Isn't this just the ending to the Brutus and Barber Beefcake versus Mr. Perfect match from WrestleMania 6? Confirmed! As the Wildman slingshots Triple H over the turnbuckle into the post. Helmsley hit the post, Monsoon! Wildman Mark Murrow makes the cover. One, two, three. Oh, thank God that match is over. Uh, the babyface celebrates... Vince spends most of Mero's celebration talking about, Oh, that was so sudden, it goes to show anything can happen in the WWF. Just like earlier in the free-for-all with the smoking guns won the tag team titles. But Vince brings it back home when Sable raises Mark Mero's arm in victory. She raises the hurt arm, mind you. Vince makes the call. How about it there? You have your victors, ladies and gentlemen, in your house. Beware of dog. All right. I fucking did it again and said, beware of dog. What is wrong with you? Uh, We then head to the back. Mr. Perfect has an interview with Camp Cornette, like all of them. Uh, Jim Cornette, Diana, Owen, Clarence Mason, the British Bulldog. Uh, Clarence Mason, by the way, wearing a huge cast on his arm and a neck brace. And there's some other random guy I don't know who he is. Jim says he's got a bombshell to drop on the Heartbreak Kid. There's all kind of bombshells being dropped tonight. I told you. I tell you, if no, Mr. Perfect, if I tell you what the big bombshell is, then it wouldn't be a surprise. But Shawn Michaels, you made your bed. You tried to get Diane in it. Now you got to sleep by yourself. I tell you what, Mr. Perfect, I'll give you a little scoop because you're a broadcast journalist. There's lots of stuff going on tonight. I got to manage Vader taking on Yokozuna, and South Carolina has a very strict athletic commission. And and the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, deserves a manager that's going to give him his undivided attention. So I've gone out and I procured the Rocket King. Owen Hart, a one-night management license here in South Carolina. It's legitimate and official, so Owen Hart will be at ringside as the official manager of record tonight. And more bombs to come tonight. Heartbreak, kid. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin's old-school music is played in the background as Mr. Perfect throws to Vince McMahon. But wait a minute! What's this? We see the opening graphic to In Your House Beware of Dog again. The In Your House logo attacks again. And suddenly, Austin's music has been replaced by Rule Britannia. What the hell is happening in my house? Well, luckily, the concrete man uh, is here to explain. Welcome back, everyone. In your house, beware of dog. And the dog is on his way to the squared circle. We thank you very much for your patience. Indeed, what a storm on the outside. I'm going here live from Florida, South Carolina. So, we're back. We're back. It happened. And we're back. I don't know what else to explain. We all know what's going on here. We all know the scoop. We all know the score. Um, we're completely post-weather-related issues at this point. Vincent King are standing up, introducing the show, or reintroducing the show, I should say. King's crown has a big dent in it, and King looks sad. Oh, McMahon, my crown took a direct hit. But enough of that. Here comes the British Bulldog and Diana Hart-Smith, along with Owen Hart, their manager of record for just one night here in Florence, South Carolina, in your house, beware of dog! I wish he would have said that this time, but no, uh, alas. It's time for our main event of the evening. Uh, it should be noted at this point 
that uh, Owen Hart looks like the living embodiment of Ica Pro by the way that he's dressed. Holy shit. Vince throws to Doc Hendricks in the back with a heartbreak head. Well, he wants to, but he has to stall. We're still waiting on heartbreak. Yo, Jada King Lawler, the heartbreak kid, says the allegations from Diana Smith are not true. Still waiting. Okay, now let's go back to Doc Hendricks, who's in the hallway with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, anything can happen here in WWF. I've got two questions for you. A, are you focused? And B, are you concerned about this alleged bombshell from Cornette? You're talking about the bomb he dropped on the satellite. Grand Pops Jack Doc Hendricks are the one on me. I got news for you. Definitely anything can happen in the WWF. And after everything, am I still focused? Believe it or not, I still am. All this stuff makes a great storyline for Melrose Place, but it doesn't hang with the click on our turf because everybody knows our turf is the WWF. Davy Boy Smith and Diana, beware the dog. I got news for you. Beware of the click. So, I got news for you, revealed as HBK's favorite non-sequitur. Sean makes the walk towards the ring. He tries desperately to walk at a pace that will create distance between himself and Jose Lothario. Oh no, though. The Heartbreak Kid bumps into Mr. Perfect near the gorilla position. What does this mean? Well, there's no time to think because the music starts. Chunka, chunka. Oh! Oh! Sean! And Vince makes the call. Mr. Perfect! Back there, and here we go! Yeah! All right! South Carolina! Back with the power! And here comes the man with the power! With the electricity! Yeah! Mr. Flamboyant! Mr. Resilient! There's only one! Heartbreak Kid! Sean Michaels! Shawn Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, bring this compositing crowd back alive! And by the way, we're being told Tuesday night, not only will there be an encore of this particular matchup, and of course, the initial one you saw here tonight, but we're going to give you, indeed, all of the matches that were scheduled for tonight that you missed. A special encore presentation of In Your House, Beware of Dog, coming Tuesday night. Oh yeah, but unless the fireworks about to explode here, live from South Carolina, Beware of Dog, and it's Shawn Michaels in your house. Wow. No, no, he's not, Vince. Uh, I checked, but uh, here we go. I thought for a second there he was just going to say beware of dog as like a facsimile for in your house. The fireworks about to explode here live from South Carolina. Beware of dog. I wish you would have. You know what? Fuck it. I'm pretending that he did. Uh, King starts talking about Shawn Michaels being in Playgirl. Uh, Vince quickly tries to calm down all of the red states watching by indicating that he just gave an interview for Playgirl magazine. So calm down. He then thanks the fans for all of our indulgences. Thank you so much for all of your indulgences this evening. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Before the match can start, Clarence Mason has words. He wants to cross T's and dot some lowercase J's. We can't hear him, though. Okay, now we can hear him. It appears that he is serving the Heartbreak Kid some papers. Because the Heartbreak Kid attempted to break up the Happy Smith household, okay? Uh, Shawn Michaels apparently tried to corrupt, in Clarence's words, the precious little budding tulip, Diana Smith. Shawn Michaels 
has also destroyed family values. So, corn, Limp Bizkit, to a lesser extent, Orgy, you are off the hook. Uh, as Clarence is giving this speech, we cut to Diana. Diana, cosplaying as a deer in headlights here. HBK blows a bubble with his chewing gum. He's unaffected. But the whole point of this is Sean is getting served with the summons. The charge? Attempted alienation of affection. I pressed pause. Is this real? Well, according to my Google machine, yes! Yes, this is a real thing. Uh, If I may, from Wikipedia, the legal requirements to be tried for alienation of affection. An action for alienation of affection does not require proof of extramarital sex. An alienation claim is difficult to establish because it comprises several elements, and there are several defenses. To succeed on an alienation claim, the plaintiff has to show the following elements. 1. The marriage entailed love between the spouses in some degree. Number 2. The spousal love was alienated. 3. The defendant's malicious conduct contributed to or caused the loss of affection. It is not necessary to show the defendant set out to destroy the marital relationship, but only that he or she intentionally engaged in acts which would foreseeably impact the marriage. Multiple questions here! How does one legally define love? It's a feeling! Okay. I can be murdered. I can murder. That's a thing that can be defined. But love? Now look, I'm all for love, man. I do it! I love doing this podcast. You love when I sing. We can define love, but how do we legally define love? Okay? I love my wife. Sometimes, and vice versa. It's a two-way street here, man. It's a two-way street. Come on. To hear me out here. All right? But how do we legally define it? You just... You gotta, as as my good buddy Detective Pikachu would say, it's just something you feel in your jellies, okay? Fuck me sideways. So, in order to prove this, Clarence Mason needs to prove that the marriage between David Smith and Diana Smith entails love of some degree. Then the spousal love was alienated. Well, hold on a second. How did this alienate the affection in the marriage because if anything Davy voice I mean Diana says she did nothing okay so HBK hits on Diana Diana rejects Davy boy gets angry there's still love there right I mean in the storyline okay fuck fuck reality look at the storyline the defendant's malicious conduct contributed to or caused the loss of affection well would Diana love Davy less because she got an offer from the heart Right, kid? Well, then that's Diana's fault then, because she wants that heartbreak dick. Does Davy love Diana less because she got hit on? Well, probably not. I mean, if he does, he's a piece of shit. So what the hell? Vince is appalled at the dirty tactics employed by Kip Cornette. HBK is too cool for school, and he rips up the legal documents that he's been handed. Diana is appalled. The British Bulldog attacks from behind. The bell rings, and we are underway. Uh, Upon this attack and assault from behind, Vince calls the British Bulldog a tremendous opportunist. 
So let's get this. Let's let's get the hierarchy of opportunists established. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is an opportunist. The British Bulldog is a tremendous opportunist. And Edge, he's the ultimate opportunist. Chain wrestling by the Heartbreak Kid uh, and British Bulldog, but it sends the Heartbreak to the outside. Michael slides back in, goes for some early chin music, but a British Bulldog holds the ropes and slides under. HBK pursues. Ray Phoenix! Splash to the outside by Heartbreak. Quite a pace here in the opening moments, I will say. Ica Pro Owen checks on the British Bulldog. Davey takes a walk to clear the cobwebs. The King can't believe that Heartbreak tore up a legal document. Vince clarifies, well, King, that doesn't mean he won't honor the summons, just that he doesn't need the papers at the moment. Back inside, a headlock by the Heartbreak. During this headlock, Heartbreak is just standing there with Davy's head in his uh, armpits there. No torque being applied, no additional motion by Heartbreak to show energetic enthusiasm. He's just standing there. Vince, upon analyzing the situation, well, I hope the British Bulldog doesn't take a little dog nap in there, like he did in the Great White North, Vince. Are you having flashbacks? King lets us know he understands that the, the problems that Heartbreak faces. And here's what he means by that. When you look like a Heartbreak Kid or a Jerry the King Lawler, women see men like us, according to the King, and they, they throw themselves at us all the time. Women see men like us, Vince, and they throw themselves at us. They see guys like you, and they want to get their tubes tied. But the king always asks if the women are married. And if they are, he turns them down. HBK prefers the married women. Still in a headlock here, but the bulldog fights out and locks in a bear hug. Sean breaks out, goes for what I'm calling a cutesy pin. One, two, no. Both men back to a vertical base. The heartbreak kid slides under Davy Boy Smith. Vince makes the call. He's safe. I swear to God, he says it. Sean hits the insecurity. Whoa. Vince even references that Heartbreak is using the move that once took him out of action. Now, Sean controls the arm of a British Bulldog with a short arm scissors. So, now that the lights are back on in the arena, let's get this crowd fired up with some limb work from the fiery, fast-paced babyface. That's what they want to see. Hey, Here's a new one. We get a Beware of Dog split screen. Action on your left. Diana Smith on your right. The King once again refers to Diana as a buddy tulip. It was funny when Clarence Mason said it. It's creepy when the King says it. The Bulldog powers up and deadlifts Shawn Michaels into a slam. Quite a display of power from the Englishman. The King brings up that Marty Jannetty has been claiming that the Heartbreak Kid only goes for the married women. Vince shuts it down. I don't think we can put much faith in Marty Jannetty. Oh! What did my good buddy Scott Keith used to say? Okay, he's not my good buddy, but I read his shit all the time. I love shoot comments that aren't supposed to be shoot comments. Uh, the British Bulldog is now in control with stomps, and then he poses for the South Carolinian faithful. It's nice of him. A headbutt now delivered. And you know what? This match is bad, too, because the British Bulldog with chin lock. Seriously. I thought the lights were out earlier. <laughs> HBK fights out, but Davy Boy locks in a backbreaker. 
No, not the physical maneuver. The submission variant. Vince makes a bold claim that Heartbreak has never submitted in a match or surrendered. Look, off the top of my head, I can't think of any matches where he has given up or lost via submission. But he's done the rounds with Brett when Brett was champion. I'm sure it's some probably Survivor Series, uh, where they champion versus champion. Uh, maybe. I don't know if that's a pinfall or submission. But I'm sure Shawn Michaels has given up to the sharpshooter on television at some point. HBK gets out of the backbreaker, goes for a crucifix pinning combination, shades of SummerSlam 92, but a British Bulldog falls backwards with the Samoan drop. British Bulldog then hits a leg drop. One! Two! No. No wonder HBK got under the skin of a Hulk Hogan in the early 2000s. <laughs> dude, brother, I, I got to tell you, Sean, I've been watching a lot of your work, dude. The things you do in the ring, it's unbelievable. It's like you're a whole other person in there. But, brother, I got to tell you, I got a hold of some of the back catalog from Vince. Take a look at this Beware of Dog. Beware of Dog 1, brother. I got to tell you, you kicked out of a leg drop, dude. So you and me have got some heat. Side headlock now by somebody. We get more split screen. Diana on the split screen looks constipated. And I feel bad for her. Still in a chin lock. Shawn Michaels is up. He fights out. He then ducks the clothesline from Leeds, England. Both men running at each other. Running at each other. Full steam. Crisscross. They meet dead center of the ring. Nothing happens. But the heartbreak kid Flies out of the ring, injured like he was shot out of a gun, selling a maneuver that never happened. Davy Boy runs out of the ring like, oh, fuck me, and immediately assaults the heartbreak kid. He sends Sean into the security railing. They show, God help me, they're so desperate for footage tonight because we've only had one match and then the blackout. They show a replay of the botch where they don't touch and Sean goes flying? Why? The king tries to write it off by saying, Oh man, look at Shawn Michaels. He's such a klutz. Yes. The charismatic, flamboyant, fucking gravity-defying World Wrestling Federation champion is a klutz. Thank you, king. Vince lets us know, Well, you know, we've seen so many stunts tonight pulled by Camp Cornette. Are we going to see more stunts tonight? Vince, you wish there were some stunts on tap for tonight. HBK fights back to the inside and hits Davey with a stun gun. HBK then hits the buckshot lariat. Well, a wimpy version where he doesn't flip before doing it, but it's still a buckshot lariat technically. We've got a double down in the ring now. Shades of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Both men are up. Davey has Sean in a headlock. Sean backs Davey against the ropes. However, before Sean backs Davey against the ropes, Earl Hebner, the referee in charge, was behind both of the men. Luckily, before they fall backwards onto the ropes, Sean yells, Not yet, Earl! And Earl gets out of the way. Yikes, folks! Double tackle. Double down. Double kill me. Both men are up. Flamboyant forearm by the heartbreak kid. A nip up. We see Diana Smith praying at ringside. Body slammed by Heartbreak. A face stomp. Heartbreak goes up top. Big double axe hammer. One, two, no. Davy is thrown into the ropes. Sean makes the mistake of putting his head down. Davy kicks. Headlock by Davy. Sean pushes him off. And Davy runs into Earl. Oh, no! So now Earl. 
Now's the time. Earl's knocked out of the ring. Sean goes up top, hits the savage elbow. The band is tuning up. Owen runs in the ring right behind Sean. Sean hits the wimpiest, piss-poor sweet chin music I've ever seen on Owen, complete with a thigh slap. The Bulldog attacks. Another ref is here. Bulldog puts Sean up for the power slam. Sean reverses, slams Davy into the turnbuckle, hits a German suplex. One, two, Three! Dun dun dun! The British Bulldog wins! He's the World Wrestling Federation champion! Jim Cornette sprints down to ring. He jumps in, he's happy. Owen is jumping up and down celebrating. Diana Smith takes the World Wrestling Federation championship into her arms, clutching it like a child she miscarried. Jesus, can I say that? Earl raises Shawn Michaels' hands. Shawn Michaels' music starts. Wait a minute, they both won? Upon hearing the Heartbreak Kids theme music start, Diana flees with the gold, okay? She leaves the celebration, goes into the aisle, and then, folks, in the greatest moment in the history of our sport, the camera shoots Diana Smith full frame. She raises the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt in victory as if she is the champion and the belt is upside down! Gorilla Monsoon is here. He yanks the belt like, give me that woman. We see replays of all the shit, blah, 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 arguing. The Fink makes the announcement that the refs can't agree. So it's a draw. Sean retains. Davey's pissed. The Fink says that there will be a rematch. So that's interesting. Uh, Sean's like, well, let's wrestle now, Jack. But cooler heads prevail. Sean poses with zero enthusiasm. He leaps out of the ring, and we had to beware of Dog 2. Well, they had to beware of Dog 2. I'm not going to beware of Dog 2. But for those of you that care, Vader beats Yokozuna. Uh, Savio Vega, get down, get funky, defeats Stone Cold Steve Austin in a strap match, which sees Ted DiBiase leave the WWF, and Goldust beats Taker in a casket match due to mankind nanigans. Folks, I will say this. The only only thing worthwhile about this show is Vince McMahon yelling, beware of dog, instead of in your house. That is it. This show is abysmal. This show is awful. Who do we blame here? Look, some people might like that first match. I don't. I was falling asleep, okay? And the second match, Sean is so unenthused. He could give a fuck less. I'm sure he's pissy about all the shit that's gone down tonight. I I just don't know what to tell you. Do we blame Vince for his low energy? Uh, Do we blame Vince for booking the Heartbreak Kid and the British Bulldog? I don't know. It doesn't sound like a bad match on paper. Do we blame Sean for not giving a fuck? I don't think so. I think I know who to blame. Let's blame the satellite. I mean, hey, it was your job to broadcast this premium live extravaganza to a worldwide audience. And you failed. Of course, Concrete Man never fails. And that's why we're still in business here on the new TNN. Where you subscribe to the feed. You should subscribe to the feed so you get notified when new content drops. But don't cry over a shitty pay-per-view, folks. Because the Concrete Man will return. And when he does, we'll have something very special to talk about. An incident will be occurring with the Concrete Man. An incident of international proportions involving Psycho Sid. That's right. So make sure 
Get, check out everything on the new TNN podcast feed. And thanks for joining us on the return of Concrete Man. I'm Johnny C. And a winner is you.